Cardinals take uh, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State after some maneuvering from three down to 12, back up to six. Yesterday, massive offensive lineman, played tackle, played guard at Ohio State. And we get a closer look at Paris Johnson Jr., the player. And who better to ask than, uh, than our own Max Starks, who knows a little bit about some offensive line play. And he joins us here on Bickley Murata Mornings. Max, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, gentlemen. How art thou? We are doing... Thou art... Uh, eh, eh. <laughs> thou art... Eh. Right. Put that on a shirt. Right. Put that on a shirt. Uh, Paris yeah, Johnson... Pretty not bad. Yeah. Pretty not bad. Yeah. Which is better than the alternative, Max. <laughs> yeah, always. Yes. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr. comes to the uh, Cardinals, a guy who wants to be here by all accounts, uh, was pursued by, uh, by Kyler Murray. What is your snapshot uh, of... of Paris Johnson Jr., the player. Uh, highly athletic, highly athletic tackle. Uh, you know, coming out of Ohio State, I I, um, I, I, I scouted him. I, lo- I looked over his stuff, and you know, for me, I think if the Cardinals are going to commit to more of a zone scheme, this is an excellent pick. Um, his athleticism is off the charts for an offensive tackle. He's a guy that, you know, when we're talking about like things you can do on the field. Talking about reaching backside uh, defensive tackles easily, outside zone, um, being able to pick up secondary defenders in space and attach to them and stay with them. Uh, great pass protection, very fluid um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to taking on defensive, especially guys with space that like to get a little bit wider. You know, think about how Chandler Jones likes to get a little bit of space. He does well with those body types. Um, where you will see a little bit of his struggle will be man-to-man blocking schemes, tight tight off the ball stuff so open end type of inside zone tracks where you have to be tight um, he will be a little bit off um, he's a little quick on the double team so you know as a, as as you know a line coach you're going to have to really work with him to establish the base on a lot of those things because he, he kind of gets flung off because he's so athletic, right? He's not a stout guy that's just going to come off and just hit you in the mouth and and be there. And, you know, he'll he'll lose some of those physical head-up battles. But, you know, he's young, so, you know, get him in the weight room and teach him about a little bit more about his bend. But athleticism, I mean, off the charts. And when you're thinking about how this roster looks right now, <laughs> if you would have picked anybody last night, I mean, that was graded in the top 32, they they wouldn't have missed. So I, I, I do like the pick uh, for the offensive line. I mean, he did go and grab that, that type of offensive line body and being first off the board, I really like the aggressiveness that Monty Ossiford is, is doing. Like, you trade back from three, go to 12, then you trade back up into six um, with the resources you got from the Houston Texans. Um, so... You know, today is going to be the telltale day. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do to bolster and help the line of your defense? You went for the line of your offense. Now you need to go for the line of your defense. There's still some really good corners out there, right, sitting there um, nice and pretty um, to, to take one of the corners that did not go yesterday. You know, Joey Porter Jr. is out there. Brian Branch is out there still. So I wonder what they're going to do for the secondary um, as well. Um, a lot your frontline D tackles are already gone. You know, Kalijah Cansey, Brian Bre- Breezy, and also um, 
uh, Jalen Carter are gone. So now where are you going to go on that line aspect mm-hmm. will be a good question. So I, I think for the Cardinals, I mean, you got you got a great pick in Paris Johnson. I think he's a kid that has elite skill set. He just needs a little bit of fine-tuning on some of the more physical aspects of the game. But when it comes to space and athleticism, I think you got probably the best tackle for that in this draft. That's interesting because if, if Jonathan Gannon said he wants his football team to be violent, we assume Monty Ford wants to build a more physical football team, but that's not necessarily a strength of Paris Johnson, even though he has a lot of strengths, if I'm hearing you correctly. Correct, but when you're talking about if you're going to be a team that's going to toss or you need Kyler out on the edge in space when he is healthy, then he's the right guy for that physicality. Like he could go, he could go dig out a one technique backside defensive tackle if that makes any sense to you guys. So he could be lined up as a tackle on a backside cutoff. He can go reach that guy, which. Not a lot of human beings on earth have that skill set. So it's an elite, very rare skill set. And if you're going to be doing stuff where there's movement on angles, that's where he benefits the most from. And if you're going to be physical from that perspective or you're looking at getting things to the outside speed screens, he can be out there the first man out and he can take out you know, a safety for you and clear the lane for a wide receiver. So he has different strengths for that physicality. It's just not going to be the in-the-trenches you know, six inches away type of uh, type of type of strength, but everything else when it comes to long strength and things that need to be handled on the second and third level, that's where he's going to really really shine in this offense. Max Starks, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, and in terms of the near future for for Paris Johnson Jr. on this line, I know Monty Austin for it talked about it last night. He's like, look, we just want him to come in and compete, and he's got uh, flexibility. He played left tackle, he played right guard. I don't know if there's a tackle spot for him right away with this Cardinals offensive line, but do you think this would be a failure if he's not a day one starter somewhere on the line, Max? I mean, with this team, I mean, I felt like offensive line was a stronger point for this team Hmm. Um, when you're talking about rebuild because you go and you re-sign Kelvin Beecham to a multi-year extension, and he's been a solid vet. And then, of course, you still got DJ Humphrey. So, I mean, I like the depth pick, but yeah, he's gonna have you're gonna have you're gonna have some shuffling going on, Um, whether it's moving Kelvin Beecham inside to guard um, and then bumping him out to right tackle. But I, I mean, but this team also had injuries. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, it's it's one of those things where if he's not a day one starter, I'm not going to be overly surprised. But at the same time, he's going to be a contributor this year. Mm. I think I think that's kind of the necessity that he will contribute. Because we remember DJ Humphreys was on a redshirt year for a year where they drafted him in the first round. And look how that worked out. So I don't think it's a failure if he's not a day one starter for this team. Because I think there's so many issues that they have to kind of clean up that as long as he's contributing and he has a helmet, uh, day one, meaning on game day, he's yeah. dressed. It, he's dressed and active. Then, then that is that is a win. Now, clearly, you're not drafting Paris Johnson to satisfy or, or satiate. Kyler Murray, but but the fact that there seems to be a respect and and the fact that Paris Johnson was coveted by Kyler Murray, what level of importance do you place on that, if any? I mean, I, I think it's trying to make it work for Kyler. Uh, you know, you kind of say, okay, well, where we're at, what we needed, um, they identified a need, and that's obviously why they attacked it still. So I don't think Kyler had the end-all, be-all say. It was just nice that both sides worked 
um, in agreement or in coordination with each other. So I look at it from that perspective. It's a win-win, even though they know they needed something of that nature. Because you know this is a, this is going to be a two to three year build for this squad to get it to where Jonathan Gannon needs it. I think that's why you also went with Jonathan Gannon. Um, is that you're going to give him a little bit more leeway? And so you know if you're building for the future, then it's a great future foundational pick because. Offensive line, you know, is one of those positions that we've seen over the last couple of years. It's tough to find good ones. And, you know, if you're trying to find a value, getting a tackle in the first round that you think can be, a, you know, a generational talent for you that can be a contributor for seven, eight years, then, yeah. And you get to tie him to a, quote, unquote, a rookie contract for the first five years. I know I hate that saying that because it's like, no, you renegotiate even when you give him the fifth-year option. It becomes an extension point. But you have that flexibility that now, okay, we can keep it a little bit longer. So if we do have to pay somebody else that comes out of this, you know, we can push him out a little bit longer because offensive tackle salaries, you know, aren't quite the level of quarterbacks, but there's still some high salaries. I mean, you look at Jawan Taylor signed a four-year, $80 million deal down in Kansas City. So, you know, it is something where you have to keep an eye on it. And if you can suppress and keep things amenable so you can be flexible, then I agree it's a good pick. And I think Paris Johnson will be a guy who will be playing for a lot of years to come. Max, great stuff, man. Thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great weekend.